Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inaugural episode of Stories Around Azeroth with myself, Pete, Titans Creed Neverco, and joining me as the fabulous co-host is one Mr. Frasley, the greatest gnome in that Azeroth has ever known. How are you doing, sir? Wow, oh, thank you. That, that, that is a, a, a very uh, big compliment. It, uh, it humbles me. I mean, I feel so small. <laughs> Not just because I'm a gnome. Small in stature, but large in heart, my friend. Oh, wow. I'm blushing. And that's not just because I missed a lot of pigment. It's good to be here. Thank you very much. Um, so, yes, this is uh, Stories Around Azeroth. Basically, we are going to talk about how what we've done in the glorious world of Warcraft itself. Uh, we both play a lot. Some would say too much. And we both do various things. Uh, Mr. Frasley himself does many, many podcasts and various bits around Azerothian news and everything else. I just play the game, to be honest. But I've been thinking about doing a, a podcast for a while, and uh, Mr. Frasley was kind enough to join me. So, I mean, why not kick it off with yourself, Mr. Frasley? What have you done in the world of Warcraft this week? So this week, I killed off two Iron Man tunes and a started a third one so i have been diving headfirst into the world of the iron man challenge and it's been a lot of fun <laughs> and how, how have you found it because um what exactly is there to uh, what exactly is there to the wow challenge for those who don't know like myself i know it exists but i don't know everything that revolves around it so part of the wow challenge is that it is you go into it you can only equip common gear in below you cannot die because if you die you're done that character is no more the character goes to the twisting nether but never never comes back like the demons do and part of it is you really try to experience wow it adds challenge i mean even just normal things that would that would kill you you can cheese it and regular gameplay like i die a lot and it's really makes you think keeps you on your toes you don't go into an area take a thousand mobs and then like aoe them down so it's it pushes yourself to really take things slowly okay i mean it might be something to uh look at for myself maybe down the line i've still got too many tunes to level all the way to max level uh myself uh currently i'm working on um, my horde mage at the moment uh, working its way through uh, BFA content because I want the I'm a bit of a mount hoarder myself um, <laughs> I'm at 393 I think on one character right now so I'm about 7 away from getting the 400 for the achievement and part of the way that I'm working through that is to do the Horde story because there's the double agent achievement which we haven't had since um, Mr. Pandaria but that requires a lot of the war stuff to get done but it also uh, enables me to unlock uh, Zandalari trolls and Maghar orcs down the line if I want to do it so there's that um, I've started in the first zone I did was Voldoon and I've gone from 110 to 118 on that and I really really like the the story in Voldoon. It's actually really, really good. Dot and Dolly are my best friends. They carry me through dunes of sand. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, they do. You're not wrong. Um, I don't know. It's really good. I enjoy it. Uh, but otherwise, like I've been casually playing my other 120 tunes, which is my monk and my demon hunter. My monk's nearly got the heart of Azeroth to 150 just by logging in and doing uh, emissaries and the occasional, um, what is it, the in war invasion thing. Yeah, the, the in, there's incursions. Incursion, yeah, the incursions, and, and then the invasions if you're invading them. But uh, but if the horde's incur incursing on your territory and ruining your amazing sites in a, in like Kyrgyz Sound and stuff like that. Yeah, so doing that, my I think my demon hunter's at about forty-four. Yeah, forty-four. Yeah. On the heart. 
Yes, yeah, on the heart, yeah. So, um, but both of them, I think my Demon Hunter item level-wise is up to about 380, and my Monk's at 390. So, they're all a bit of fun to play, in various bits and pieces. What about you? I mean, um, I noticed that on your streams and bits and pieces, you've been leveling your Cold Tyran? Yes, I've got a Cold Tyran Shaman. It is now level 111, and I'm working getting it to 120, because I want to have, at this point, four 120s. It's... Alt-itis is a big thing, and it's it's a disease that I'm I cannot get rid of it, and it's it's so much fun. I mean, I have Frazzly at like 369 item level because I'm not playing Frazzly. I'm playing everything else. I mean, you you only need to play it. I mean, having this is the biggest break I've had from raiding since I've started playing the game. So. It's it's weird that I have all this extra time in the evenings, but I can use that energy to do other projects and bits and pieces and various other things like this, for example. Um, but it's it's weird to not raid, but still get the item level. And it's part of the thing that I'm looking forward to to 8.2 because there's a, a faster gearing up progression up to 430, which I think is current mythic level gear. That sounds right, because like right now I know it, it's around 420 for the current level. Or, or below. So, heroic stuff gives 400 heroic Desara lore? That sounds right. Yeah. I'd have to I'd have to Google it to find out or log yeah, in the like game, that. but that's effort. Because <laughs> I know that the old things Azeroth crew are currently fighting to see who of the non-raiders is getting their eye level up. And I think uh... I... Like, Toasty just now got to 400. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Because uh, Majors doesn't raid. And Majors is like, hey, everybody, look at the eye level I'm having. Like, and Toasty's just like, Majors. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious to listen to. They're a great crew over there, too. Um, I think it's a, a big point because I remember, um, I think it was on one of your other projects. It might have been Genome where I popped into your chat and was talking to yourself and Michael. Um, and he, he told me off that if I if I get to eye level four hundred about stepping in the current raid, he, he wouldn't be happy because <laughs> he's um you can tell where this um ideal idealism has come from because that's the same because I think this is the first expansion that he's started raiding properly, and I remember that idealism when the badge system was brought in in Wrath of the Lich King, and how raiders were like oh but the casual player base can now get the same gear. For like not putting in the raiding effort and everything else. And it's just like, you know, it's it swings and roundabouts sometimes. Yeah. So. And I've always thought it was interesting that raiding is, is, a, is a pedestal that I'm of the opinion that you should be able to play however you want. Because some people love raiding. Some people aren't loving raiding. Some people, some people aren't good at raiding. I mean, I think right now I don't have the time and energy to put in all the stuff that they, that they need for raiding. So, of course, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm talking from my casual seat, but I think it would be nice if everybody could get the gear wherever they want. Now that's gonna cause a lot of wars in the forums and stuff like that. I I am um, no. I mean, I I do agree, but it's about do I agree from the standpoint that I'm not raiding anymore? But then, even though I have those alts, it's nice to get up to that level of gear. My only problem is is that the eye level barrier is too hard to break through like unless you're on a time walking week and then you can just go buy say 350 gear and instantly just break through to that 350 cap and then it just it exponentially just gets better but once you hit 120 with a fresh tune if it's not a time walking week with no coins you're you're hitting that pedestal where it's just hard to do anything you know unless you get lucky with the rng pieces it's part of the reason why i like the badge system and I don't know. I, I don't want to rag on BFA too much because I think I think at the end of BFA, it will be classified as a, a decent expansion. Not definitely good or anything else because it's obviously had its stumbling blocks and everything else. But I think people will call it a decent expansion by the end of, uh, by the end of it because then you'll be able to see it from what it has. You know, the whole that whole system that's there. Yeah, and I think one of the things I've been hearing, and I, I agree with it, there's too much FOMO. There's too much fear of missing out that you could possibly get something with Titan Forging here. You, do, you don't know what to do and what to focus on to get that here. Because you're like, but 
I want to do this, but this emissary might give me something, but this could give me something over here. So it's it's hard to figure out where that progression path is because everything can possibly get you something. I mean, I one time opened up a chest and it gave me a bit higher gear than I realized. I think that's what Blizzard are aiming for, though. It's part of their always keep playing mentality that's existed since... Well, it began back in Wrath with daily quests, but um, obviously world quests were the way to, to get past the daily quest, but on a rotative cycle of once every 24 hours, so you keep logging in when you're free and you'll do it without the sake of missing out there. But with the fact that gear can do it, it's like, well, you best go do, if you're trying to break through, you never know, this piece of gear might tighten forge, it might break you through that gap and everything else. I just think that they should remove the lower gap and let people enter into world quests to do that same that level of gear regardless of what it hits because i'm item level 390 on the monk i'm only going to get a 385 uh azerite piece but it's going to be a breeze to do that world quest for minimal effort for minimal reward you know even if it does titanforge i've got the stats might not be right and everything else and it might be a bad titanforge that newly freshed 120 has got to put in three times the effort for a much lower minimal eye level piece like yeah i have a massive great big problem with the way alts work and how alt alt unfriendly the game has been for the longest time but that's a project i've i've been working on for the longest time it's basically the the idea that i've always had has been I, th I think uh, the best way to put it is Star Wars The Old Republic had something they tried to put in and they called it like the family tree or something along those lines. Basically, it, my idea was something similar. You call it the Book of Ages. It's an extra tab that's on your spell book and you basically link in your achievements, but it makes everything that you've had from top end wow. You've leveled new characters from level 1 from 20 with your allied races. It's a pain in the ass doing quests and not having that flight master's whistle after you've got used to it end game oh it is exactly so my idea would be anything that you do on a main character or across your account has exponential bonuses across the thing okay now the reason you put it as part of the spell book is because you can choose to turn on or off those bonuses at any time okay so it's just like a toggle in the book that you would do but say for example on your main character, you've explored all of Kalimdor, you've ex uh, you've got Lawmaster in all of Kalimdor. Once you get Explorer and Lawmaster in a particular zone, say Desolus, for example, your Flight Master's Whistle, on you, you will instantly, if you don't have it on any character, you've got the option to immediately get it, but you can use any Flight Point in that area that you've got Explorer and Lawmaster in, in for that zone. So it allows you to get boosts for that character in that zone. And I like that because you work for it, but then you get the the choice of wanting to enable. Because that's one thing I have heard exactly. the reason why people don't want it is they want it all to feel different. I mean, yeah. Blizzard's trying to cater to both groups, and I'm I'm with you. If if I got it on one alt, I would love to get it on all of them. I think I think it's easier. But then you could do stuff like um, if you've got if you've got uh, Lawmaster and Explorer for the entire continent then you would say get Pathfinder of Kalimdor. That gives you 10% movement increase on all your characters and, you know, allow you to fly in that zone. You know, you still have the normal mount restrictions, like you won't be able to fly till you're 60 anyway, so... But uh, you can get your 10% movement speed across the board there. But it's just stuff like this and various other bits and pieces. Like, you hit Exalted with... Um... You hit Exalted with the Night Elves uh, on, on Frasley, on your main gnome. And then you level yeah. up something. You can you, The bonus you'll get for hitting Exalted is that anyone else on your account that chooses to accept it will get the 10% bonus reputation gains. Just like they did in Mr. Pandaria when you got to Exalted and you bought the item and anyone on that account can do it. You just have to tick it on. I think it's, it's, it's simple stuff which uses an already in-game system being the achievements and you can use it to buff the rest of your account and that means if you choose to then add a new expansion turn around and choose a new main no one's punished because everything's already there unlocked across the board on your account it, it would be able to bring in the job system benefits of final fantasy 14 
but keep it in the realm of arts. Exactly. It just it just makes it a little bit more alt friendly without breaking the game. And as long as they do it with the option to turn bits and pieces on and off, then you will please everybody. Sure, you'll have an outcry yeah. of why is this here, but if it comes with the caveat of you can turn this boost benefit off, people can still get that classic. Well, not classic, but they can still get that original leveling experience if they want to do it. It's the same way as heirlooms are there, but you've got the option whether you wish to use them or not. Yeah. Wow. I like this. I I, I kind of wish this was in now because I'm like I'm going to begin like oh this is not there yet. It's it's the problem about hearing anything that you like the sound of is that you want it. Yeah. Classic wow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I it's it's an idea that I've had in my brain for the longest time, and I've only really had it since I want to say Legion, because Legion was the time that I really pushed having one ten in every class, because the quest and the class fantasy was back in the game with those class halls, and I'll say original stories, but a lot of them overlapped, like the priest and the paladin ones and various bits and pieces. But for the most part, they were original stories, and you know. The, boot, the benefit for doing those class quests were getting the mount reward at the end of the game. Yeah. Oh, well, as well as your artifact weapons as well. But, um... I don't know. Is there anything that you'd like to see that would make the game more alt-friendly, or just anything that you'd like to see in Warcraft in general? I mean, I've always been a... like I, I've loved the class system of Final Fantasy XIV. That's one thing that I, that I liked, is say you're on a character and you want to make your own I've also liked the way that ESO did their system, that you started as your base class, then you chose, hey, I want to be a mage, but I want to be like Anduin and fight with like a sword. I mean, you're able to change your character and add a little bit so you're not boxed into one thing. It's, yeah. it's kind of what we had with some of the talent trees in cl Classic, but a, a little different. And that I do like, I think characters need to be a little different it does feel cookie cutter in a way and that if you there's a, a point where if you don't pick a certain thing on a class you feel like you're missing out i think a way that that could be done would be and again it's something else that i've had floating in my brain for the longest time it takes something from the old uh wow role-playing books which was having so what they did uh, and you'll have to excuse me if i get this incorrectly but there was a way you could have a class, and when you got so far down it, you had a way to increase the class. Now, say, for example, take a mage, for example. You've got your normal frost, fire, and arcane. But what if, say, as part of, say, 9.0 or something, you find a way to... There's a way that you've used all of the Azerite gains, and you can use the impart power that you've gained in part of the heart of the Azeroth to improve your class. So, for example, uh, a mage as part of the the 9.0 pre-patch and that, they'd find a way to become a battle mage. So they would, say, be able to use plate intellect armor so that it's not just holy paladins using it. They can, get, uh, they can already use swords and bits and pieces, but then they can use a shield as well. So, again, those intellect shields aren't going to go to waste either. But it becomes their fourth talent tree, as it were. So, at the end of the day, while we could do this for everybody else, it does leave druids because they already have their four talent trees available to them. But I'm sure there's a way that you could have a certain buff that's available to it and everything else. But then, for those people that do that, and we they do that quest chain, and they're rewarded for doing it during the pre-patch, they'll get a cosmetic for that class or something. Whether it's like a small pet or like a... I mean, they're tinkering around with, say, these transmogable, like, legendary essences with a neck. Maybe uh, a new spell effect or something that's tied to, say, um, a necklace enchant down the line that's available in the transmog store or something. Transmog store. Transmog transmogrification. I don't know. I, I have too many ideas that I have up here in my brain, and it just... Hey, that's how some of the best ideas come, is, is if you bring the idea out, you never know who will like hey that's a good idea and they are kind of going with a little bit more player agentry especially with there's a couple quests that you choose how the quest goes 
or there's one where you choose there's something that, that that can go on your head which i still need to do that quest but you choose if something goes on your head or not and it, it adds a choice to your character so i think that we we could be heading into a ability where characters are a little bit more diverse it would be interesting the um, while i do enjoy it because I've, I've got that quest as you said on my monk at the moment i've i haven't chosen i haven't chosen to go and get it removed i've just left it on i haven't seen anybody else with it but i think that's part of the problem of being on a quite low population server that i'm on right now um i might just get rid of it because it annoys me when i'm in a city because i lose my head transmog and it goes with the rest of my outfit so i don't know but the the problem the the problem i see with it is that Unless they go along the line of Sylvanas leaves the Horde and not a third faction within the game because that would just throw off all the class mechanics and everything else for races and everything else. But they make her up to be what Garrosh was where he leaves the, the main Horde and you know goes and gets whatever to set up whatever for the next expansion. Then... As long as we're not killing her in the next expansion, because that's what this seems to be at the moment. Main protagonist of one expansion leaves as the as the reason to start the next expansion, but dies. You know, at, at yeah. the beginning, it's yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you just have to look at it. Um, Mr. Padera, Garrosh into Warlords started it. Main protagonist, main antagonist, sorry, started it, dies at the beginning. Gul'dan, alright, he lasted till the second raid, but he, he was the reason we had Legion, and then he's dead, so. And Sylvanas has made a pretty big green person very angry, so it's gonna... Yeah. Yeah, certain certain green individual who has rejoined us is, um, yeah. Well. And, and I think she's already made her bane of her existence also going to be there too because bane bane is furious bane's been furious with her since the beginning i mean since since bane cut off bane since sylvanas cut off bane's connection to anduin and then in the in the in the, in the beginning of things of, of bfa where bane's like for the horde i'm gonna kill you but i'm resisting because i'm a taran so yeah i think this green person works with uh with bane i think we have a pretty good <laughs> system I mean, it's a lot to see in 8.2. Um, I think whatever they Blizzard choose to do with Sylvanas, whether it's... Um, I don't think they'll kill her. I'm quite sure they'll move her away and make her the big bad of the next expansion. Um, yeah. But I think they'll make Bane the next Warchief. Well, because... What... No, go ahead. What they could do with Sylvanas, instead of killing her, they she is being influenced by something. I think we've seen the whole way in BFA that Sylvanas is being influenced by something. So, she's not dead, but she's I turning it. I think this is what Blizzard is choosing to show us as a way of making the player think that all of her interactions are not of her own design. Um, Like, at least Garrosh for all of Mr. Pandora, and don't get me wrong, this isn't a hashtag Garrosh never did anything wrong type thing. Everything Garrosh did at Mr. Pandaria, he did it with motive. And I think that if at the end of the day they turn around and with Sylvanas said, it wasn't me, I was being controlled by the giant squid under the sea. Um, I think it's lazy storytelling, to be completely honest. And you can tell that Blizzard are trying to weave in a way of saying that we don't know that what's going on. Like, with this whole thing of where you talk to Bonsamdi, you talk to the Lich King, um, and they don't know what's going on, and then there's the recent thing where she gets given the dagger, and it's like, hmm, this dagger with no power, but his office told us to told the player to leave it there because it has a further use, and that drives him to a shire. Yes, okay, there may be some inklings of, if you go to Ashara, like, um, sorry, Nazjatar, things are going to happen. Yeah, there could be subtle thoughts. I'm quite sure that Sylvanas is quite the tactician. Just look at, look at Warcraft 3, at how, how much of a tactician she was. 
She knew where to fight Arthas at the defense of Silvermoon. She knew when to pull back. She, and then even, regardless of the retcons that have happened with her story, you only have to see how she played the Dreadlords at the beginning of Sylvanas' story to see how much of a tactician, how further ahead she thinks. I'm quite sure they won't pull her, she's being controlled or she's being influenced. I don't know what you think. Yeah, because you are right that she she's smarter than that. I mean, <laughs> and 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 I agree. She has never she she's never been a dumb worth. I mean, she's never been a dumb leader of the Forsaken. It's it's interesting. I mean, we definitely have to see where the story goes, and I'm sure there's something at the end of eight point two that we haven't seen yet. To be quite honest, um, I don't know. I think I think there's more story to be told right now. Um, I'm looking forward to 8.2 coming out on live. Everything I've seen so far makes me think that people are taking the essences a little bit out of context, seeing as they're using the high-end essences in the neck. But I think that's why on the recent PTR wipe, there was a whole character wipe and no essence available to purchase. Because the testing is going to be without those essences. Because nobody's going to have a max tier essence at the beginning of the game uh, when they log in at 8.2. So, I don't know. 8.2 is going to bring some fun stuff. Yeah. Especially, like, Mechagon. But I don't know. Mechagon's going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy talking about Mechagon when I'm there. You're going to love Mechagon, especially if we get Mecha Gnomes as an allied race or something. Yes. Though I'm still also hoping for Volpira, because I've got friends who like Volpira, and I think Volpira are cool, but Volpira's probably going to go Horde, so... If, look, I'm happy with Volpira going Horde if it means we get Sethrak on the Alliance. You know? Ooh. Yes. And, and and I could see them slithering their, their, their way into the... Uh, and that would be one of... Are they the ones that don't have feet? Or no, they do have feet. Sethrak are the snakes. Okay, yeah. The snake I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember if they if they walked... Because I know Naga don't have, have feet. Naga don't have feet, no. Except for the brutes. Okay. But my problem is, is that if we do get new allied races towards the end of that patch... I, I really hope we don't get Mechanomes, but I think if we do, we're going to get the Jinyu from um, the New Island. And even Mechanomes, what I see them being are like, you know how like Blood Elves can now get like different things? I see them being an option for Gnomes. I don't see them as their own race. I would appreciate that more than them being an allied race on their own, to be completely honest. Just as an extra um, customization option, like unlocking the Night Warrior eyes for... Tyrande. Like, yeah. get to Exalted with the Mechanomes Alliance, have a purchasable item that allows for Gnome extra customization options for Gnomes to be Mechanomes. I'd like that. I think that's really good. And it would fit more with the class fantasy that a lot of these Gnomes, because the, the, the Curse of Flesh made them fleshy, they want to return back to, to their more mechanized state. So it, it, it fits more, more than like the Void Elves and stuff like that, who were that i think that, it, after you no, keep going. it does also open up undead who want to be who want to become light undead or the the so the that could be opening up into sub races because we did hear that idea not ally race but like races underneath the races yes yeah that was one of the original ideas with the allied stuff wasn't it and everybody was like well dwarves have got all the earthen they've got like the wild hammers with the extra locks and everything else and all these extra customization options which to be fair could be quite easily implemented with say like a quest line or something else or just to unlock extra customization options yeah. i th think the next step that we're probably going to see is more neutral based allied races um i don't know where they would go with that i think volpira on either side would possibly be the best way we could see that but, like Pandaranar. Like Pandaranar, but the Alliance have had no real connection to the Volpira. Even when we've gone over there, there's nothing to do with them. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, I think we should talk about some classic. Classic news is is the new hotness this week with the PTR open, isn't it? Absolutely. It's like everywhere that I go, I've been, and I've got friends who are just like burning down like, like DMs about like different things like they're except for this and this and 
I think I've we had like 20 interviews it seems like from different things yeah all the really big sites around the world have had a chance because there was a i think there was a classic uh influencer summit or something yeah and they brought in a lot of the big people who have been doing things and smartly so blizzard's been giving out classic beta to the people who can build up the hype so the ones you can test but also just like every beta the, the people i'm seeing who, who got the classic beta are the smart ones to get it i mean like like count on the classic they've been working on it for over 100 episodes on classic alone and they yeah. got a beta so i'm like smart blizzard absolutely like give it to the people who are really invested in in the classic as a game itself yeah. um there are a lot of a lot of the big content creators have got into the beta straight away as well these are people who have played the game just like yourself and i've played since classic i don't have that much of a personal feeling towards classic um it's it's definitely something um would i play it myself possibly as something in between content on live i think and i think blizzard knows that um i think we'll see the population for classic be really high on launch and i think that it will once people realize um and a good thing to say is is an article you linked to me earlier on about what Wowhead put up about um, uh, the not a bug list. Yes. The, the the this is not bugging classic, which I found was really interesting because it's like people don't realize what is actually what classic was, and that's to be fair. The game's been out fifteen years now. Yeah, I mean I've got a good analogy of even this week I tried playing Cuphead. I only lasted 30 minutes i i'm playing it in the future but i i wanted to try what it was i could not get past three levels i was like this is not the game for me right right now bye cuphead yeah i don't know i i don't think i could go back to a game where it takes three hours to hit level 10 now don't get me yeah. wrong there's probably a ton of people there is a ton of people that are interested in that you know but I think a large part of Classic's player base, because we're in a different time than when we were 15 years ago. Um, 15 years ago, we didn't have YouTube to the scale it was. We didn't have Twitch to the scale it was. There were a couple of sites. We had Warcraft movies as the, you know, the upload for people who wanted to make videos. People who got invested in the game made PvP videos. They made PvE videos, raid videos, everything else. People kiting Chandra's Feathermoon all the way from to Orgrimmar and everything else, and there, I think you, we're now at a point where we're going to see people join classic servers as a way to attempt to play with their their favorite influencer, content creator, and everything else. And I think that's why we're going to see a large spike in a population for Classic on launch. Because the minute that hits the gates in August, um, it's really going to turn around and be wherever Asmongold, wherever Preach goes, wherever Svan goes, you know, all the big EU, US content creators. People are going to flock to them. Like, you only have to see that Classic has that following. Like, uh, Asmongold did Deadmines the other week. Um, he hit over a hundred thousand concurrent viewers doing dead mines. Wow! On classic. Now he was obviously doing that to show that, you know, he made a he made an offer with his Twitch. It's like if we wipe, I'll throw out some gift subs. They did all of dead mines. They didn't wipe, and he got like a loads of gift subs in there, you know, and everything else. Good on him. You know, he's been really hyped for Classic as well as Esfand and everybody else who played on that time. And they want they want what they call that challenge back and everything else. But I think Preach put it well the first time, like when he put out his Classic videos and he, he prefaced it saying like my his chat wasn't all there properly. But he talks about it in his video where he's running Ragefire Chasm where... The gameplay is not as good as where we're at now, but the game, you know, it feels slower, but the gameplay's not there, but it feels good. It feels good being in classic where stuff is a little bit harder. You're not 
at that risk of dying, which is why you have stuff like WoW Challenges. Yeah. Because with how easy the game got, there wanted to be a challenge for it. And that's one, one thing I've been enjoying is I was playing the Iron. Like, I forgot that I, I sometimes will take leveling just like that because it's just, oh, just another level. I'm loving every level I get. I'm taking it taking it seriously. And there is that feel with with, with Classic. The only thing that I'm, I'm struggling because I'm trying to think of, like, why did I love vanilla? It was a new thing. It was something that I Absolutely. had no... And I'm thinking through, like, all the things that I will lose like i'll lose that that universal mount list I'm, i mean i'm thinking from the things that i the, the quality of life things that when i came back to, to wow in legion i was like whoa this is cool i wanted that they did that i wanted that they did that i mean things that, that we were speculating back in vanilla that what if wow did it they brought it in of course they made the game simpler but even if you listen to an interview that i've heard with some of the former developers if WoW had not done that, they would have not been able to be, to, to get the sub-numbers to where they were. I, and because you you have your hardcore base, but you need also the casuals to get that number up. You need the people that, that want to do that to get there. Because not everybody can play Sekiro. I mean, I'm, I was looking at that game, and I don't want to kid myself. At some point, I want to play it, but I don't want to spend $60 and get frustrated. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um... There are people that don't... It's hard to say that don't want the challenge. They... The game has changed from when I played it. It has to. When World of Warcraft came out 15 years ago, I was 19. I had way more free time on my hands to play that game. I had way more time to invest. I came from Final Fantasy XI and turned around and went... I want a game where I can play and my playtime is not dictated by how available other people are. You know, I want something that I can enjoy my surroundings. Because I'm was a, I'm a big Final Fantasy nerd. I went to Distant Worlds the other day up in London. Like, oh, I'm jealous. It was really good. I've got loads of pictures on my phone that I need to upload at some point. But it was, it was really good. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Final Fantasy XI. I enjoyed the setting. I just didn't enjoy the fact that past level 8 to 10 in order to do any leveling in the outside world unless you wanted to go and literally farm rabbits in the backyard and get minimal xp you had to group as a party but you got bigger xp bonuses for killing multiple mobs in succession you got uh there was ability to do combos so if two mages cast blizzard uh, blizzard at the same time it become blizzara and that sort of bits and pieces it was good and it built you up and you know you're always a party group but you were always at the mercy of if anybody else was free to make a group you know yeah now, i never really got past level 18 because it was at that point where i was just like i need something because i couldn't just log on and do two to five levels you know, on whatever class I was leveling at the time. You essentially just do your single player stuff and then you're like, well, I'm at the same point again. So, I came to WoW. I enjoyed it. My I found my first guild just by wanting to just do a dungeon. I know. I, I left Final Fantasy to play for... Um, I left Final Fantasy to play for uh, a single player experience and ended up doing group content. And I ended up doing raiding for 15, 10, 15 years. Yeah, um, but it's the difference. You're more invested in the game, and I've been invested in Warcraft. I've got a whole cupboard full of Blizzard stuff over there. It's about collector's editions, Overwatch, books, novels, everything else. It's all in there. I've got a fucking nightmare dragon plush over there. You know? Nice. Yes. It's I'm surrounded by posters as well. I like the game. You know? I got invested in it and the lore and everything else. But do I want to go back to that? knowing full well that the people I would play with now are definitely aren't going to go back and do it. True, there's the ability to make new friends, and there's always going to be, because we've got the same Battle.net infrastructure with the friends group, so I can talk to friends on live at the same time. But do I want to go back to that? Do I want to go back to a time where if I have three hours spare, I can't dip through all of my alts, do my world quests, and be done for the day? Instead, I'd do three hours to get ten levels from one to ten, or three hours to get one two levels maybe higher up three hours to spend grinding for gear to do the end game i don't have the same sort of time where i can spend days and days 
just doing that. I'm not yeah, sure it's I mean, for me, but it might be for other people. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I might have had more time if I wasn't doing content creation, but content creation has been one of my favorite things. I am looking at one thing on this not a bug list mm -hmm. that is just making me go like, oh. So, NPCs which offer multiple quests may inconsistently display them as a dot or question mark on the available quest list. They were inconsistent at 1.12, and we've reproduced the, the exact same inconsistency they had back then. I, I love the quality of life fixes that they've done in WoW, and that alone is one thing I'm just like, are we trying to, like, go back? Yeah, are we trying to, to go back? Things that were tech issues, fix it. I, I That's where I... But that's the thing. At what point do you turn around and go, this is classic, but we've made these changes? That is true. And because there, there's already been a few things like like the mail system. There's a few things already that they've changed to be 8.1-ish. Well, and... you've, you've got to remember that the game is working on the 8.1.5 framework. It's just yeah. using the classic server infrastructure, like the, the classic server building but on the 8.15.5 infrastructure that's why we've got that's why they worked out the way to integrate it and everything else that's why we've got the friends list which will be able to use battle.net friends and everything else so we can talk to people on the live game and everything else but you're not going to have your mount system and i remember collecting the, all the mounts in the game before we had that you know when they introduced it around i had 50 mounts in my bags and got the um, and got the Albino Drake the minute the RAF pre-patch launched with the achievements and I got the Albino Drake and I had 50 mounts over all of my bags and my guild box wow because there was there was no way you, you clicked it to learn you had them and you clicked on yeah. the one you wanted to use and it took a bag space and hmm. you didn't have you didn't have the forks of BFA security key I mean you didn't have the giant 32 I think, isn't it now like 34 I think is the biggest bag you can get I might be wrong on that though I'm still in hex speed because of how expensive the bigger bags are but yeah, yeah. And, and I see what you mean because like this bug the APC bug they intentionally it's fixed in 8.2 code the, the code that they're running on but they went back and made it run like 1.2 well but then like the mail system they're making the mail system run correctly so I mean there are certain places where when do you decide that you want to keep it clap? I mean, it's a it's a fight that I don't have words for. It's just why I'm struggling to figure out the words. But it's I struggle with that. I struggle with there are certain things that I want to fix, but but we want. I think the problem is is where do you draw the line? Like the yeah. minute the minute you change one thing, how much more do you want to change? Like. Five minute blessings, you know, when you get start getting to Nax content, AQ and Nax content, those boss fights are going to last more than five minutes and you're going to have to re-bless mid-fight again. And that was something Paladins had to do. Yeah. Um, it's a, a battle shout. Battle shout on uh, a warrior in Classic is two minutes. But then that brings us on to the next question, you know. We are going to be stepping into a world of WoW Classic where the information... It's going to be widely known of what's available in the game, where stuff's hidden, rare mobs, spawn time, and everything else. The difference is now we're also going to have modern-day add-ons that are going to work with a classic interface. Weekorers, as an example, already announced that they're going to have it working with classic on day, on, on August launch. Weekorers, um, that's going to be insane in a classic thing. You know, Weekorers yeah. was something that wasn't a thing. You had class timers... You know, you had a whole list down the side of your screen of all of your buffs and everything else. Because it was just easier easier to see uh, when stuff would run out. Um, are we going to get LVUI? You know, do you remember um, back in Classic, some of the biggest uh, add-ons we had was uh, Atlas Bar at the top of your screen. Had all yeah. your gold and everything else. Now we're going to have stuff like LVUI. You know, you're not going to have to have X-Pearl and all these other add-ons. You can have... LVI that's probably going to be built for classic that's going to be ready to go in classic and everything else 
add-ons and there's going to be like less server lag as well because it's on the newer infrastructure as well Which i'm fine with that i'm fine with the tech being better yeah no absolutely like i'm excited that i actually could possibly if i get my, if i get a character up in time i could experience encourage and not be a slideshow yeah no i i remember only being able to go to ironforge and just hand in my measly linen cloth uh, yeah. because I wasn't at all wool and silk cloth and everything else and just to try and help for this thing that had extra quests. I didn't know what it was for. It was extra quests that were there that I could um, hand stuff in to get that extra experience to hit that next level. Same. And it, I, I was like, I saw the patch notes and I was like, oh, this Uncrash thing I was interested, but I never went out the, the silk as... Maybe once or twice, but I, I never went to the site because I think I if I did, it was like, I'm trying to remember why... I, I still remember turning in those things. And it, I was in Orgrimmar for some re reason. Before he was a gnome, he was Horde. But I was also Alliance. I guess I was on a lot of different characters. Mm. It's It'll be interesting to see how it works. I mean... And I never want to come off like I'm against Classic, because I'm not. I'm not against Classic at all. I'm, I don't ever want to be those naysayers who say that Classic isn't good. I think if people want it, it's impressive what they're doing with it. And if, as long as people know what they're getting, that's the only thing. I'm, I want people to know what they're. What they're no, absolutely. No, completely agree. But people also have to look at it without nostalgic vision, you know? People yeah. have to know what they're getting in for. And I, I, I've occasionally been dropping by uh, Asmongold's stream. I have to turn off his chat because it's a little bit too much for me. But um, watching him in Classic, and even if you don't want to watch his stream, there's lots of YouTube stuff where people, because he's a big streamer, everybody, there's a lot of clips and bits and pieces. You can see that the people he surrounds himself with and the community he's trying to build, regardless of what you may think of uh, the type of people that it may draw in, He's clearly having fun with them. Yeah. You know? And he's in the content that he enjoys. He's going to look forward to when it comes out on live and doing it there. But, you know, that's the thing. It's going to be there for a different subset of people to enjoy. And these are people, a lot of people that are already subbed to WoW. And it's going to draw in a lot of people who aren't subbed to WoW. Because... They're gonna, they're gonna be really cheeky, and they're gonna essentially launch it as a new MMO, which is gonna have a sub fee, which doesn't work in today's current environment. There are very few MMOs that will launch with a sub fee these days. Yeah, and but I think it, it's brilliant because it brings up revenue. Because the other thing that it's gonna help all of us, the fact that we're gonna have it's revenue that this revenue that this tiny indie company needs. Yeah. Yeah. So I did hear uh, Geek Jazz said that they think that the subs are about two million right now so if we can bring the subs up for wow that can only be a good sign and it can it can show blizzard don't get rid of it they all it's true my other my other question though is because all these people have been playing wow and classic already for free are they going to want to pay money that that and that's because that because I, I do know a few people who intentionally play wow against the rules because it's free that is true um but then these private servers also have you know certain things some some try to keep it classic to the way and some some don't some let you play silly buggers and everything else but I'm, Lamborghini. I'm that's it drive around it drive around in that toyota that just flies out of a dragon stomach do you remember that old ad Oh no! I didn't see that one. Out, but I, I saw I saw the uh, the video of a server where you you, you you donate money and they give you a Lamborghini. I'm like, but that's the thing. Not... They're 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 paying money anyway. This is the thing. The people who are playing the private servers because it's free will continue to do so. Yeah. This this entire classic project is specifically there to draw in older people who used to be sub to WoW. Or are still sub to WoW that want to play. And, you know, I, I fully expect it to be, when it comes out, the big content creators are going to blast it. They're going to they're gonna play it for a week solid, as much as they can. They'll get to max level and we'll see that. But eventually it'll wear on them, you know, and they'll clear 
whatever content will be there. I believe first one is Molten Core on Nixia's Lair, and I want to say Blackwing Lair, but I might be wrong. I don't know. Um, but once they've done that, they're still gonna they're still gonna split it up, and they're gonna do they'll do their they'll do their weekly Mythic Plus on live. They'll do their their weekly raiding and everything else. And because these these content creators will still have a following on live that won't want to touch classic and they'll be they'll have a following that wants to do classic but not live it's it's a thing that it's going to be and we'll see what happens in two months and a week yeah and and and, and i definitely want to say that's going to fail because i think i think it's going to succeed but yeah i think it'll exceed um i think people's expectations vary between the realistic and the unrealistic at how well it's going to exceed uh, exceed i yeah. think if we ever get sub numbers again from blizzard they'll just do sub numbers and not say we have x people paying but x people on live and x people on the classic they will mention how well classic goes on its launch because of how many people it will draw in i guarantee you on that call that's what that will do but we'll see how well it does i mean they've got to a point where they're specifically not mentioning numbers because because of final fantasy in fact, because I believe Final Fantasy is up to it hit about four million concurrents at one point, and it overtook WoW. But that sounds right. That's because it's just something different, and people have played WoW for fifteen years and they want to play something different. Classic might be that difference that brings them back. We don't know. Yeah, but and I, I think it's also smart to not not turn into us versus them. So I, mean, I think if they were to keep it as just the World of Warcraft umbrella. Because even in the the marketing for classic, it's like, hey, go back and relive some of these things you can't relive now. So it, they're brilliantly saying, we're giving you the choice to play what you want, how you want. But they're not saying that one's better than the other, and I think that's the best approach. Absolutely, I completely agree with that. But I think uh, we're about the end of our wow. first episode. It's it's been a really quick hour or so. Um, so Mr. Frasley. For those people who uh, don't know you and where they can find you, where do you stream? Where do you tweet? Go through the list. Let people know. So I stream on twitch.tv slash Frasley S. That's uh, Frasley um, S as in like, like uh, sound or S as in like uh, sweet. And I am on Twitch at FrasleyTastic. And then if you want to hear me talk with different people around Azeroth every week, go to gnomepodcast.com. And I'll be here as well. I'll be here on the stories, stories, stories around Azeroth. Azeroth. Yeah. Good. I was like, I, I'm sure I got the name right. It's brilliant stuff. Um, myself, I can be found at Titans Creed on Twitter. That's my main Twitter account. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions. I can be found on the YouTube at youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions. Uh, where this video will be every week on a Wednesday. Hopefully I'll have the podcast, the, uh, the vocal podcast, out on the same day at the same time. Fingers crossed. I'm new to this business and we'll see how it goes. Worst comes to worst, the video will be up and uh, the podcast will be shortly after. But yes, thank you very much to Frasley. We'll be back here on Twitch next Sunday night. And uh, if you do miss it, we'll be on the YouTubes on Wednesday. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much to Mr. Frasley, who will be joining me again next week. We're hopefully where we'll be able to join you with more stories around Azeroth. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, be awesome.